Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my co-host Rocky Magana. Kramer Sansone in the background helping us keep this thing moving here on Sunday evening, week 14 of the NFL season. Kansas State Chiefs fall to the Buffalo Bills 20-17. to And what is, man, just... So a frustrating game on so many levels, Rocky, and I think this is easily the toughest loss of the season for the Kansas City Chiefs and a year where, you know, we, we've seen this offense just go through all of these ups and downs and week after week, this offense is costing this team football games, but the defense is keeping them in it. This game, despite all of the mistakes, despite everything that should cost the Chiefs games, they put themselves in a position to win, and once again, it comes down to just a critical mistake at the absolute worst time that not only robbed us of maybe the coolest touchdown that you're ever going to see in a live-action NFL game. We're talking about a Buffalo Bills team that that lost to Patrick Mahomes with 13 seconds left on the clock, and that if that's the play that ends their season and closes the door on this chapter of the Buffalo bills team, just absolutely unreal. And we'll get into all of it on the rapid reaction show, obviously Rocky, but just, man, it's, I, I'm not going to sit here tonight and say that this season's totally lost and that this is totally off the rails. Like the chiefs fought today and, and they gave it everything they had, but at the end of the day, just critical mistakes in crucial moments of the game cost them once again. And the Buffalo Bills season stays alive because they're able to squeak out this win over the Kansas City Chiefs. And what felt like it felt like the type of game that could really catapult one of these teams to like a turning point in their season. And the Chiefs just fell short. And it's, I mean, and a ton's going to be made about that Kadarius Tony penalty because it cost them this game. A ton should be made of that Kadarius Tony penalty. It was D Ford level of terrible. Like it shows a lack of attention to detail, it shows a lack of preparation, it shows a lack of care, and it shows a lack of a passion for the sport. If you care about your job, if you care about the team, if you care about performing on a high level, then in those situations, you dot your eyes, you cross your T's, and you make sure that you line up on sides. Like that is horrible. That is unforgivable. Like I'm take a deep breath, Rocky, step back. But like I'm this rapid reaction. My rapid reaction is that Canarius Tony cost his team this game and he robbed us from another 13 seconds type of moment. And he has no position, no, no business being on this team. We've seen him drop the ball when he's called on. We've seen now he's just cost the team a game. Him and MVS are cancers on this offense at this moment in time. MVS should be a healthy scratch the rest of the season. We saw him lash out at the media and try to gaslight him earlier this week on Twitter. And then he comes out and he performs horribly. I don't care about that last that one catch. He's he, he's not a starting level player. We've known that all year. And then he's also just acting like he's like not doing anything wrong. And then Kadarius Tony comes out and costs you the game. Come on, like like your stars can't do everything. You can't want it more than the players on the field do. And that's how I feel right now as a fan that we want it more than the players do because right now I don't care that Kadarius Tony was over there taking a knee on the sideline you know, contemplating his decision. He did like, if you cared, you line up on sides. Like we saw Travis Kelsey care, care. We saw Chris Jones care in this game. And we saw Patrick Mahomes at the end of the game care. The players who care and the players who are actually performing on this team are sick and tired of the players who don't give two craps 
out there costing them the game, and you could see it boiling over. It it really really sucks that that's what it came down to because you could see how bad this team wanted it. You could see how bad their stars, the veteran players, the guys that have actually won things and accomplished things in their NFL career. Like you could see how bad they wanted this game. They knew what was at stake here. And it's not as if the season's over. So I don't want to sit here and act like that. Like I I still think the AFC is totally wide open. Like Baltimore went down to the wire today and it took a miraculous punt return for a touchdown in overtime for them to beat the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, the Miami Dolphins play on Monday night. Jacksonville just lost their second in a row. And Trevor Lawrence is playing through injury right now because they probably because that they don't have a ton of breathing room in their own division. And all of a sudden, the Denver Broncos right there behind the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I, I still think this is the Chiefs division to win. Like, I'm not I'm not at that point yet. But, man, it's just so frustrating to watch. And we finally saw Patrick Mahomes boiling over on the sideline. Like, we finally saw Chris Jones boiling over on the sideline. Like, this is the point that we are at in the season now where we're starting to see the Chiefs' star players get frustrated and upset with the lack of focus because this is what those guys do. They they win big games like this. The problem is you got a bunch of other guys who continue to cost you games week after week, and I'm totally with you on MVS, and I hate, I hate being in this situation even where – because I'm usually the calm, level-headed one where I'm saying like, yeah, I understand we want to we want to get heated and get hot uh, about games. And, and I love that about you, Rocky. But I'm usually the more level-headed one in this partnership because I'm like, oh, it's a long season. They, they, we got a lot of things to go. There's a lot of moving parts. Let's see what happens. But I'm at my breaking point, man. It, it's we we've seen that this team, when they put it all together, this is a Super Bowl caliber team. But at the end of the day, they have too many guys that you absolutely cannot rely on. Yeah, they have too many guys who make so many critical mistakes at, at crucial moments of the game that I'm at a point where I just don't know if it's going to happen this season. I'm finally at a point where I don't believe that it's going to happen this season. Because we see this week after week after week now. And it's just so frustrating. And I, I'm annoyed that it was even called because it wound up being such a cool touchdown pass that we don't get to celebrate anymore. And it's just gonna, it's just gonna fade into the void. And it's not gonna be something that we get to point at 10 years from now and say, yes, I remember that. That was an incredible play. Like I'm so frustrated because it's week after week and it's not just a coaching thing now it's an accountability thing now where i'm questioning how much these guys are interested at all in doing their jobs in trying to win football games because a critical moment like that Kadarius tony has to be aware of where he is and that's absolutely insane to allow that to happen at this point in the game where Man, the Chiefs defense played their asses off in that second half. They did absolutely everything they possibly could. And that's even after you get a huge, you get a huge stop, force a punt on the Buffalo Bills. Offense is on the field for like 30 seconds because they immediately go three and out. And then they have to come back out and do it again. And they manage to force a field goal when they when they're out there putting it all on the line, looking absolutely exhausted and giving it everything they have because we know the defense is the only reason that this team even looks like a contender at all this season. It's just unbelievably frustrating week after week after week. Like 
I am totally with you. I have been on the side of like, I don't want Kadarius Tony out there running routes and being heavily involved as a wide receiver, but get him involved somehow, get him manufactured touches because we've seen him be effective at that in that way. But I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see MBS out there anymore. Let's just trot out Richie James and Justin Watson and keep getting Rasheed Rice on the field. I want to see Rasheed Rice playing 95% of the snaps the rest of the way because we know you're not going to get anything out of Sky Moore. We know Kadarius Tony is going to do something dumb in a critical moment of the game. And we know MBS is basically just going to be out there wasting space. Like we know those things definitively about the Chiefs offense now. And I'm tired of it. And I hate being at this point. I like being the level-headed guy in this relationship, Rocky. I'm not happy that this is where I'm at at this point in the season. I don't even like being the fired-up guy in this relationship. It's just natural for me, Steven. And you're right. It's a long season. This season feels like it's been 37 years. I feel like my toddler is about to graduate high school. This season has been so long. It's It's just like... Like you just watch these guys week after week after week go out and make the same mistakes. It's really hard to win a football game when you're playing the whole game with a bullet in your foot because you shoot yourself in the foot every single time you get on the field. It wasn't just the Kadarius Tony mistake with this offense today. It was the Rashi Rice fumble. It was the holding call on Juwan Taylor. It was the holding call on Creed Humphrey in the red zone. I mean, this offense cannot get out of its own way and it sucks because this defense is giving everything they have like you said the secondary today was awesome incredible Once again, incredible incredible the best games they've played all season and they've been great all year they were amazing today against one of the best offenses in all of football like like legerious need once again Pro Bowl performance, shut down Stefan Diggs, one of the premier wide receivers in the NFL. Like, yes, and, and like this is a defense that's banged up. Like Nick Bolton coming back off an injury. The Chiefs really missed Drew Tranquil today. We will get into the defense a little bit later, but he really missed Drew Tranquil today. And Nick Bolton wasn't 100. percent And guess what? The Chiefs missed Brian Cook because Mike Edwards is a downgrade, you know. And still, still, with those chips stacked against them on defense, they came out and they battled to the end. And they and they fought tooth and nail to keep this offense in the game, only to see the offense go out there and just crap it away, just just over and over again, just crap away opportunities. Like, yeah, okay, they fought back from fourteen down to make it a game. Who cares? You shouldn't have been down fourteen in the first place because you played terrible offense to start the game, and then you played terrible offense late in the game when it mattered. And you know, a lot of it's going to be said about this yet yeah, Andy calls the plays but it's Matt Nagy's the offensive coordinator and there's zero accountability on this offense right now and guess what when Matt Nagy was the head coach in 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 Chicago there was zero accountability in Chicago and that's why the the whole train went off the rails in Chicago and everything fell apart now I don't I'm not gonna I'm not calling for anybody's job I'm not saying anything like that but we didn't have this problem last year when EB was the offensive coordinator kicking people's butt when they when they made poor situational football decisions. Like, that was one thing that EB always harped on. Play smart situational football. Here's the scenarios. What are you doing in that scenario? When this happens, what is your responsibility? What are you going to do? And this year, we see nothing but stupid situational football out of the offense, and there's only one person to pin that on. Well, two, Andy Reid and Matt Nagy. It's 100% their decision. Andy Reid's a Hall of Fame coach. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Matt Nagy's never shown us anything anything he was a mediocre offensive coordinator who for a they Chiefs team a that went on room. a nice run but he was never 
never a good head coach. And this year he's not a good offensive coordinator and a hundred percent. The offense is falling apart down the stretch Then I'm, you look square in the eyes of Matt Nagy and you say, how do you fix this? Fix it now. I want some answers. So it's just, man, this is just such an unbelievably frustrating way to lose this game. And I was talking to our friends at Buffalo rumblings.com this week. And uh, they asked me like, you know, do you think the chiefs really miss Eric B And I was like, you know, play calling wise. I, I don't know. Like schematically, like, I don't think that there's that much of a drop off there from Matt Nagy and Andy Reed and not having Eric B around. But I was like, I think the biggest issue is the accountability that has seemed apparent all year long. And, and, and for, for everything. And I used to get in arguments with people online about this and on the radio, wherever uh, people listened to me and, and argued with me about the Kansas City chiefs. Like, People used to say, like, when they get when you'd see offensive players heated on the sideline and getting into it with Eric B. Enemy, they'd be like, see, the Chiefs players don't even like him. No, like the Chiefs players went out of their way to tell you how much they loved Eric B. Enemy as a coach and how he held them accountable constantly and made sure that they that he that they understood their jobs and that they were that this is your job. And if you don't do it, I'm going to get on you about it. And it does not feel like they have any of that this year. And I don't think that's. I don't think that's Andy's thing because I think Andy just wants to be the happy-go-lucky play caller, like gets along with everybody. But that was Eric Bieniemy's thing, and I don't think they have that now. And I, I think what Chiefs fans should really be concerned about because, you know, going into an offseason with a lot of question marks, going to be a ton of personnel changes probably this offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs because they got a lot of decisions to make money-wise um in that wide receiver room along the offensive line on the defensive side of the ball it's across the board they got a lot of things to make decisions on this offseason and i'm afraid that none of it's going to matter if there isn't any decisions made about this coaching staff at this point because i i don't think that the chiefs have the worst coaching staff in the nfl by any stretch of the imagination but I do think that they need something. They need something to kind of rejuvenate that thing because it really just seems like it is not working right now. And then it makes you question, like, I understand the Eric Bieniemy situation. You want him to get an opportunity as a head coach, and he had to leave to go do that. But it also felt like they were kind of like, yeah, but we brought it Matt Nagy back to bump him to OC. Like, But if you can't ever get a head coaching job, then like, what are we doing here? Cause we don't want him to just be like a quality control quarterbacks guy. Like we want him to be the OC, like the chiefs put themselves in this position um, on the offensive side of the ball. And they did that by rolling into the season with him as the offensive play caller with the personnel that they have bringing back MBS, which I was, I was team cut MBS last off season. I don't know what that cap hit would have looked like, but I was team cut him. But after his good playoff run last year, I was like, oh, that's going to get him by. That's going to keep him on the roster this year. And they absolutely just should have cut him. He is a total waste of space in the offense right now. He does not contribute anything to you positively. We got players out here arguing with fans on social media because that works out usually. Like, it's just all bad right now. And at the end of the day, I'm still like, and this team could still put it together. Maybe this is the turning point. I picked the Bills to win this game all week long, Rocky, and I was telling everybody the Chiefs got to hit rock bottom. I don't believe that the Packers' loss was rock bottom for them. I think that this might be, 
But I still don't know if it's going to matter because it seems like they got a lot of guys who just don't care enough to make sure that they're doing their jobs on a weekly basis. So I'm not convinced that this is even rock bottom yet. I'm not convinced that this is as low as they can go because I do think for the most part, they played their asses off today and they deserve to win that football game if it wasn't for critical mistakes. But that's been the case all season. In every game they've lost this season, there's been a critical mistake at some point down the line against the Packers, against the Lions, against the Bills, like against the Broncos, where you turn the ball over five times. Every single game they've lost this season has been been because of critical, careless mistakes. And it's not going away. It's just who they are now. So we better learn to live with it because I'm willing to bet there's going to be another frustrating loss or two down the line for this team this season. The, the, the dumb thing is that the AFC is so mediocre right now that it's still wide open. Like that's the whole thing is that there is no dominant team in the AFC. You say the Ravens are number one seed right now, but they they got taken to overtime by the Rams, which we're not saying the Rams are a dominant team. Like like the Chiefs picked the worst possible year to come out here and just limp around the field for an entire season and just and just shoot themselves in the foot over and over again. It's it's so aggravating that the players seemingly don't care. Like like to see MVS just respond the way he did to PJ Green, uh, local sports reporter's uh, question on online this week and just look at him and be like, what do you mean my play's been poor this year? Can you please expound upon that? Like, bro, everybody knows you suck. Everybody knows you suck this year. You know you suck this year. You were on Twitter saying you suck this year. Just own it. So I I do want to say about that. Like, I think there's a way to handle that, and MBS obviously didn't handle it in a good way. but I also think that there is something to the idea that he thinks like, oh, you're just asking me a generic question, looking for this kind of response or like trying to get me caught up in something. So I understand a little bit where he was going with that, Rocky, but he didn't respond to it in, in a good way. And listen, as somebody who listens to absolutely every single Chiefs press conference, like I don't know if you're going to find somebody who listens to every single one anywhere in the Chiefs media as I do. MBS always acts like that towards the media. He's always got a bad attitude towards the media. So that's not anything we didn't already know about him as a player. That's pretty much how he acts every time he goes up to the podium and speaks to the media. He seems to not like it. He seems to not like us. So that's the way that it is. But it also tends to scream like you're not taking accountability for the mistakes that you're making on a weekly basis. And you've cost this team games multiple times this year. (laughs) Like, like I don't. There's, yeah, no, I don't there's no way to put it nicely. You've cost the team games multiple times this season. I don't care if you're a jerk. Be a jerk. Seren Petro once said about the Kansas City Royals, you can't, you don't win a championship with a team full of choir boys. And that's true. You need some a-holes on your team to get out there and to get after it. But guess what? If you're an a-hole who doesn't produce, then buy. Like, that's the whole thing. Be a jerk, but do your job. Like, who cares if you like us? I don't care if you like us. I don't care if you... If you're if you're rude to the sports media or you act like a jackass, like which he does on every single every single press conference that he has from the very from the very first time when he did his introductory press conference, he was uh, like, you know, super just 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 grading. But then just go out there and perform. You go out there and perform and nobody's going to say anything. Everybody's going to love you. They don't care if you're a jerk. Be a jerk, but do your job. Like, that's the whole thing. And MVS doesn't do his job. And Kadarius Tony isn't a jerk, but at the same time, 
you don't get the you don't get the sense that he, there's a lot of attention to detail and that he's really spending extra time, you know, just honing in on his game. He just seems to kind of lackadaisically be going through it out there, and then he costs the team the, a crucial moment down the stretch. Like, like the whole it's just the whole thing is like it's just so old this season at this point. This season's making me yeah. old. This season is old. This offense is old. This offense is stale. It's not threatening. This is probably one of the more dangerous games the offense has looked as far as actually like moving the ball. Then they move the ball and they just shoot themselves in the foot. Like it's just like, man, it's exhausting to watch this offense play it's, football. We've talked about it already this year. And I, I think what what at the end of the day, when this team isn't good enough to get it done in the playoffs this year. I think the the most heartbreaking thing for me individually is the wasted opportunity with this defense and how special they have been all season long because this defense is going to look different next year. Yeah, they're still going to have some of their key young contributors, but I would be shocked if Chris Jones is a Kansas City Chief next year. Um, they've got other decisions to make. Legereus Need, they got to lock him up. Uh, Rocky, by the way, today, Legereus Need, just to highlight what we were talking about earlier, where the defense struggled out of the gate, they settled down, and then they were spectacular in the second half. But also the early struggles certainly weren't on the secondary. The secondary was locked down all day today uh, against a very talented Buffalo offense. Early in the game, it had more to do with the linebackers. Nick Bolton looked really rusty to start things out, coming back from his injury, not having Drew Tranquil available. And the pass rush was struggling early in the game. Like Those were the issues with them defensively. The secondary continues to look like it's the best secondary in all of football. And Legereus Sneed today, uh, per next-gen stats, lined up across from Stefan Diggs on 23 of his 35 routes today. He gave up one reception for three yards on one of the absolute best wide receivers in all of football. Legereus Need has been doing that all year long, locking down the best playmakers across the entire NFL. He has been the best shadow corner in the NFL this season, and it's not even close. And that's what's so frustrating about all of this. And, you know, we'll, we'll settle down. We can try to focus on some of the positive things, I guess, of this game. I just don't, I'm not in the mood for it tonight. This isn't that kind of game. This is the kind of game that I feel like could really turn your season around. And I wouldn't be surprised if this catapults Buffalo to go on a run and, and the chiefs continue to struggle. Now, you know, we, we can talk about their schedule moving forward. Obviously it, it's nice. Like, Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, like, but the Bengals all of a sudden are surging with Jake Browning as their quarterback and making plays offensively. Like, it, it's just not, nothing has come easy for this team this season. And it's just so frustrating to watch on a weekly basis because when you live like that, you're going to lose football games. And now here we are after the run that they started to, to begin the year where the offense wasn't looking good, but the defense was playing so special. And now the defense is still playing like an elite unit in the NFL, but you're starting to see some of the cracks show. We're starting to see some of the injuries pile up where they can't save the day all the time. And they need the offense to get better and to find ways to try to win football games. But all of a sudden we're here in December and the chiefs have lost four out of their last six games. Yeah. And I think the thing is lost in all this is that like, you know, Wanya Morris stepped in and had a pretty good start today. You know, I think there's optimism there at the left tackle, which is something that we haven't had in a while. 
And the secondary is still young and under contract, except for except for the Jarius Sneed. Um, and so they're going to be in you're, they're going to be intact next year. So there's there's optimism there, and it's just, it's just the whole and the, the whole thing is the, is the one bad apple ruins the bunch analogy. It's that there's consistently one or two bad apples in each game that are just ruining the bunch. And you know, I thought that Travis Kelsey played a pretty good game despite the the close fumble. Rashi Rice had that costly mistake, but I also feel like. You know, we're seeing them improve before our eyes, and rookies are going to make mistakes. To expect a rookie to never make a mistake and carry the weight of the offense that he's currently carrying is quite honestly not fair to he him. Gets a pass. He gets a pass on the fumble because he's the only dude besides Travis Kelsey out there making plays in the passing game. Like, uh-huh. that's, yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't even care that he fumbled because he's the only guy that's effective out there besides Travis Kelsey. No, 100%. So he does get the pass, and we see him improving before our eyes. And so he's a bright spot. You say, okay, we see this guy growing. We see this guy actually starting to run some some actual routes. And so moving into next se- – looking towards next season, okay, we have one wide receiver on the outside that we can kind of count on. And then Kelsey, he's he's going to be 35. He's 34 now, but he's not moving quite as well as he used to. But guess what? On that play that didn't – that got taken back that he threw to Tony, he was moving pretty good on that play. He still looked pretty good. I think a lot of the the – "Quote unquote down year element that Kelsey's having right now is because of the attention he's getting and the wide receivers not getting separation. You put Kelsey on an offense with legitimate wide receivers, and he's gonna he's gonna produce like he always has. You put Kel- like you talk about Jake Browning playing really well for the Bengals. Hell, I'd play really good for the Bengals if I was throwing to Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd every single game. You know, like geez Louise, how can you not play no. well throwing to those wide receivers?" I will say Kelsey and, you know, I I've been adamant this year too, that he does look just a tick slower. And, you know, some of that might've been to the early season knee injury and just getting banged up. And it seems like kind of seems like every week there's a play where he gets up kind of slow. It's kind of limping around a little bit, like maybe just the wear and tear. Like he's, he's getting up there in age for a star NFL player, but he did also have another play today where it was like, Oh, that's like vintage Travis Kelsey shake and bake where he just totally broke a defender's ankles and 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 took off and and was able to pick up a first down like Travis Kelsey showed up to play today. Taylor was there. Taylor Swift was in attendance. Uh, She she saw them lose the last time they took the field and he was like, we're not trying to lose today. Like Travis Kelsey showed up and played his tail off today and should have had like the play of the year in the NFL, if it wasn't for that boneheaded Kadarius Tony penalty, um, you know, and on the offensive side of the ball, if, if we do want to try to hit some of these positive notes, I, I guess, because I do, I hate it when we have to do this. Like, I don't want to get brought down. Like, I don't want to be negative. I want to talk about the things that are exciting about this football team, but when, when those things are, are costing them wins every week, it's what we have to focus on. But, for the most part, Wanye Morris stepping in for Donovan Smith was solid today. Not perfect. Um, Jawan Taylor wasn't perfect again. Like the Chiefs offense gave up some pressures, gave up some sacks. Like, but they, they got the job done for the most part against the talented Bills front that has done a decent job putting pressure on quarterbacks this season. Uh, I thought Clyde and Jarek McKinnon really stepped up, filling in for Pacheco. Clyde had some really nice plays today. McKinnon had the touchdown run, had a couple other nice plays. Like for the most part, the running game 
looked good today, which I thought was really impressive considering how great Isaiah Pacheco has been this season. And he's been the second or third best player on the offense for them all year. Like I thought it was really impactful that they got a lot out of Clyde and Jarek McKinnon. But uh, at the end of the day, it, it just comes down to stupid mistakes and the wide receivers once again. So, so it's just something that we're still sitting here week 14, like the playoffs start soon, Rocky. Like we don't have that much longer to go before we're, we're going to be in the middle of January in a postseason game. And it feels like we're probably going to be having the same conversations then. And I'm really sick of it. I'm really tired of this being what we have to talk about every single week on the rapid reaction show. Oh, hundred percent. And the thing about it is, is that, Okay, yeah. So I see people in the comments talking about, you know, how much we pay Mahomes it being inevitable that our wide receivers are going to suck. Our wide receivers don't inevitably have to suck. You know, we're paying we're paying MVS eleven million dollars this year. We're overpaying MVS. That money could be reallocated to somebody who's a lot more productive. I'm not talking about we're going to get Jamar Chase or Justin Jefferson for eleven million dollars because that's. That's that's unrealistic. I'd I'd kill for Odell Beckham at thirteen million dollars a year. That's that's what I'm saying, you know. Or even like Juju Smith Schuster is producing now in a Pats offense that has no quarterback, you know, for nine million a year, right? Um, you're gonna like like you're gonna have to draft wide receivers on rookie contracts and hit on the draft and wide receivers, and then when you sign a, a a free agent at wide receiver, you're gonna have to hit on him. You're gonna have to make sure that he's a guy that's going to at least be a reliable target who can move the chains. He doesn't have to be a superstar, but he has to be an eight or 900 yards a year wide receiver for you. Otherwise you're going, you're going to be, you're going to be, you know, struggling to, to find offense with the Mahomes contract, but that's the nature of the game. Like, like every team who has a superstar quarterback goes through this. Every team who has a superstar quarterback has to, has to, be smart about the allocation of their resources and the chiefs are going to have like, like there's a really, we'll talk about it more on beach season when you, my draft podcast, when we get closer to the time of the draft, but this is a very deep wide receiver draft and the chiefs are going to have to take another swing. And then they're going to be out there with Rashi rice, another wide receiver, and then hopefully still Travis Kelsey. And hopefully it looks a lot better than it did this year because you have those, those additional weapons. But until that happens, that's not going to fix it this year. That's not going to fix it right now. That's not going to make the next month of the regular season any more bearable. Like, like they're like I I have no hope that this team is going to get better. Is the season over? No. Is all hope lost? No. Do we still make the playoffs? Probably. Are we going to win a Super Bowl? Not likely. And that's just the simple fact of the matter is that we're probably we might win a playoff game. Like that's the expectation that we need to reset for ourselves. And if that happens with the squad that we currently have, like that's as good as they're going to do, I think. And if we do better than that, then that's all gravy. I still believe the AFC is totally wide open. I still believe there is no team in the AFC that you can claim is like a dominant team in this conference. Case can easily be made sure in the NFC with – uh, the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, who got a massive Sunday night football game tonight. The San Francisco 49ers, who have been incredible all season long, as long as they are healthy. Like those teams are clearly the top teams in the NFL right now, in my opinion. Like the Detroit Lions, who beat the Chiefs in week one of the NFL season, 
just laid a total egg today against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Just got absolutely dominated from start to finish by the Chicago Bears. Like, there's a bunch of teams right now that are in the mix in the NFL, and you can point to massive flaws in all of them. It's just that at the end of the day, can those teams put together enough things and not and not make enough mistakes to win football games? And right now it's as bad as it's going to get for the Kansas city chiefs. I hope. And, you know, and Kramer, can we see that, that clip of Mahomes freaking out on the sideline again? Like we saw Chris Jones have a blow up on the sideline today. Mahomes is freaking out on the sideline. Like I really, really hope Rocky that this is the turning point for this Kansas city chiefs team this season, that this is finally uh, an instance where, they get it together and there's some accountability here moving forward and they can actually turn a corner. And this isn't something that we have to talk about every single week because this team just continues to cost themselves every single week. They shoot themselves in the foot every week, whether it's turnovers, whether it's penalties, everything, every single week, there is no accountability and mistakes happen. But for a player like Kadarius Tony to line up in the neutral zone, is simply inexcusable. He also had a critical drop early in the game where he just wasn't focused on catching the ball and completing all of that. Like, that's your job. That's what you're paid to do. That's what the Chiefs went out and acquired you for. And so you got to get it done. You're not getting it done right now. And not only are you not getting it done, you specifically cost them a win on Sunday. 100%. I mean, and it's just like, like, I'm not a fan of players only meetings. I think that they're overblown. I think that it's a sign of a desperate team, but at some point this, this should be a desperate team and there should be, you know, a locker room door shutting and the veterans on this team calling people out and saying, you're not carrying your weight and you're costing us the season and you need to start doing your job. Like, and whether that's happened or whether that will happen, we will probably never know because the chiefs keep everything so tight lipped. And that's, I think that's the way it should be. But, something something has to give because you know like it's like they always say like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again expecting a different result we've been doing the exact same thing every single week and we keep getting the exact same result every single week and we have the stars on this team coming out every single week and saying there is no there is no time for improvement we have to change now we have now is the time we have that you know there is no now is the moment we have to, we have to fix it now and then we come they come out and they give everything they got. And then the, the secondary ancillary players on the team cost the team the game. And it's it's a team sport. I get that. But gosh darn it. Just like just don't make dumb mistakes. And the Chiefs probably have, have three more wins on their record this year. Like it's like just don't do something stupid and you have three more victories. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, every game they've lost this season, you can point to a, a critical moment where it was against the Packers. It was the interception on, on the Sky Moore target um, against the Eagles. MVS just dropping a touchdown uh, <laughs> against the Lions. Kadarius Tony just dropping multiple passes in critical moments of the game, like uh, against the Broncos. They just didn't even show up that day. They turned the football over five times and looked like they had no interest in playing the Denver Broncos that day. Like, like we can point to all kinds of instances this season where it, it's just 
in the years past, the offense could help overcome all of those things. And so it didn't matter. There was always the mistakes, but they would overcome those situations because the offense was totally unstoppable. Now, in in a world where your defense is one of the best defenses in football, we see this across the league all the time. Defenses can win you football games, but they're not always enough. Like, that's what you need the offense for. That's what you need Patrick Mahomes for. In a critical moment in the game, can you go get a seven? And that's what really matters at the end of the day. And the Chiefs just don't reliably have that right now. But if you guys are listening to us on the podcast, I want to remind you, stick around after the commercial break. We'll have all the post-game press conferences for, for you. We'll hear from Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, probably a, another player or two. Uh, before we move on to the Chiefs week 15 matchup against the New England Patriots. Thank God that's a noon kickoff now. And we don't have to stay up for Monday night football for that game uh, coming up, coming off of back-to-back losses. But before we get out of here, I do just want to highlight a couple other things uh, from the defensive side of the ball. I already talked about the Sneed and how special he was today. Uh, Chiefs secondary overall. Just stellar performance, the kind of performance that should should lead to a win. Like I, I think when you when you shut down the Bills wide receivers and their playmakers the way that that secondary did today, you deserve to win that football game and you should win that football game. Um, I mentioned Nick Bolton just looked rusty and, and looked slow, like he was kind of slow to diagnose some things and got caught multiple times early in the game. Brian Cook not being there, obviously. It is something you want to have him on the field, but it seems like he's going to miss a uh, a bit of time. So he just went to IR, so he's going to be out for a while for the Kansas City Chiefs, but they're hopeful to have him back later in the season. So it's going to be a lot of Mike Edwards, going to be a lot of Justin Reed. Uh, Jack Cochran had to play a little bit today as Nick Bolton had to get checked out for a little bit, but he was able to return. Jalen Watson, Justin Reed both left for a little bit. Um, but overall, defensively, like, I really felt like the Chiefs defense did enough for them to win the game on on Sunday, even though they had some hiccups early in the game. James Cook had an absolutely monster game against them. But I also think that that's something that you live with. You live with James Cook torching you out of the backfield as a receiver because that's really where he did most of the damage. As long as Diggs and Davis and Shakir and, and Knox and Kincaid, like, as long as those guys aren't killing you, I think you can live with James Cook torching you a little bit. So I wasn't even too worried about that. And overall, I thought the pass rush had a good game. Like they were getting to Josh Allen. It took them a while to actually get there, but they were getting pressure pretty much the entire contest for the most part. It's just Josh Allen's just such a mobile freak alien quarterback that he's really hard to sack. and He's really hard to bring down and catch, but they did in multiple critical moments of the game. George Karloftis was an absolute monster today. Like, I, I do not want George to get lost in the shuffle here coming in a, in a Chiefs loss because George was fantastic today. George Karloftis was playing his ass off all day, and he looked tremendous today. I was really impressed with what he did on Sunday. George Karloftis looked awesome. He was putting pressure on, on Josh Allen the entire game. Chris Jones had a really good game today. Trent McDuffie played really well in the slot, played really good, blitzing the quarterback coming off the edge. Um, he talked about Nick Bolton being a little bit rusty. He was rusty, but also this was this was the wrong game for, for Drew Tranquil to have to miss because pass coverage isn't, isn't Nick Bolton's specialty. It's Drew Tranquil's specialty. And Drew Tranquil, man up on James Cook, is a lot better matchup 
than Nick Bolton on James Cook. Like that, like that matchup was completely different. And then that first touchdown that James Cook had, the Chiefs were in single high coverage, and that was Mike Edwards' responsibility. And he totally bit down low, and James Cook just blew right by him. And does Brian Cook make a, be- a better read on the play? Maybe I don't know. But the fact that that Mike Edwards made the wrong play makes me miss Brian Brian Cook a, a lot. Like Mike Edwards, like was was obviously a downgrade from Brian Cook today, and you saw that in pass coverage against James Cook. So it's, it stinks that James Cook had a massive day, and it was directly related to the Chiefs' injuries on defense. Where if we were healthy, like they might not like like that like that first touchdown probably wouldn't happen. James Cook probably doesn't have the same day that he had today if the chiefs are healthy on defense and that's still being said, that's what, that's the thing that, 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 that's so sad about this game is that such a gutsy gutty performance by the chiefs defense. They came out and they fought, they fought to the very end. They fought tooth and nail. They gave the offense a chance to win the game multiple times in the second half. And the offense did absolutely nothing with it. The offense shot themselves in the foot and they dropped the ball. Like, like, this is not on the defense to say the defense like, you know, didn't perform is, is you were watching the wrong game because the front four and the secondary played awesome. And then the linebackers did everything they could being paper thin. Like they were paper thin, you know, coming into today, you know, like, yeah, Nick Bolton played, but he was not a hundred percent. You know what I mean? That's anytime you have Jack Cochran in the game, getting significant snaps. it's, It's not where you want to be. It's not, you know, so, I mean, hats off to the defense. They gave everything they had. It just, the offense just couldn't, couldn't do it. And, and it it was a playoff atmosphere at Arrowhead stadium today. Like I don't, uh, I tend to get annoyed more during games, but I'm not usually like scream at the TV guy for the most part. Like uh, I kind of approach watching football as I do hosting this rapid reaction show where I try to be level-headed and like really analyze what's going on in the game. I was screaming at the TV today, Rocky. Like it was a playoff kind of game and both teams really, really wanted this one and both teams really needed this one. And I still believe the Chiefs defense is talented enough to get you to a Super Bowl. If you can just minimize the mistakes and be just a little bit more competent on offense. Like as soon as this defense can get healthy and they can get their full personnel lineup out there. Like we talked about it this past week on show MBK, uh, Brian cook has been an underrated member of the secondary all year. They just, and Mike Edwards, I think is a, is a fine veteran replacement who has had some really nice moments this season for the Chiefs secondary. And Justin Reed has had some nice moments as well, but Brian cook just brings a level of athleticism and range that those guys just don't really have. And, and it is going to be something that's going to hurt them here moving forward. But you know, he, hopefully it's a four week thing and then they'll get him back and he'll be good to go for the playoff run. Cause this is still a playoff team. We don't need to start acting crazy here. Like they've got a very favorable schedule moving forward. They can still win football games. They can still shut down some offenses on the defensive side of the ball. And, and every week they're not going to be playing a team like the bills that where it's all on the line. Like if the bills lose this game and, and they're basically out of the playoff picture, we're talking about, uh, possible like total organizational overhaul this off season for Buffalo. Like, like that would this win against Kansas city might've might've bought Sean McDermott uh, another year is the bills head coach. Cause that's how bad it was going in Buffalo this year so far. So 
it is obviously it, it's a tough thing to stomach a awful loss, but we, we just got to move forward. Got to move on to the new England Patriots. And at the very least Rocky, at least this was a fun game to cover. Cause I'm not looking forward to covering the Patriots next week. It's not going to be nearly uh, as much hype uh, around that contest. Not nearly as much excitement. Um, you know, talking about like, what is Bailey Zappi doing well this season <laughs> compared to Josh Allen? So Chiefs fall. Um, they're eight and five on the season now. Still obviously heavily in the mix, but it just gets that much harder to try to stay alive for a playoff by. It would have been a lot nicer if the Baltimore Ravens would have gotten upset by the Rams today, but they went in overtime to stay atop the AFC. So Chiefs are going to be a couple of games back now, and it's they basically can't drop another game the rest of the way if they want to have any chance of it. They got to win out. So. Let's get to some comments and observations before we get out of here. We ran it a lot tonight. We vented. I'm feeling better now, though. I feel like this was kind of therapy. I got I got a lot of things off my chest tonight, Rocky. But it's from Brooke. It's not going to happen this season. Clearly let the wrong ones go and kept guys who cannot play better than a high school kid. Well, I don't really know what wrong ones you're talking about. Um I don't think that bringing keeping Juju Smith Schuster was the answer. Um, he's been really bad this season and looks like his body has just kind of broken down. Like he he had a big game this past week, but that was his biggest game of the season by far is a New England Patriot. So I don't think that that's the case. I, I think that there's a lot of circumstances that go into this stuff that you know we react to it in the heat of the moment. And a lot of this comes down to Chris Jones holdout and the chiefs being kind of handcuffed when they needed money to spend on free agents. So they were like, well, we're just going to roll the dice with these guys and hope Patrick Mahomes can carry us. And that's been the biggest thing slowing them down this season. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could say that there was a talent exodus, you know, on the offense and you wouldn't be wrong, but you can also say that the chiefs were leaning heavily upon Mahomes' ability last year too. And Kelsey last year as well. And that, that the fact that they had Juju Smith Schuster gave them, just enough right to move the ball but he's a year older his body broke down so letting the wrong ones go no the problem was is that because of the jones holdup they were cap strapped and then they didn't bring any right ones in right they didn't have any they didn't let the wrong ones go but they also didn't bring the right ones in they didn't find any right ones and so that's that's the problem right there and the chiefs this offense this offseason are gonna have the exact same issue where they may have may have some right ones go and they're going to have to try to identify the ones that they're going to keep and also try to find a way on the offensive side of the ball to bring the right ones in. Um, but it's not going to be through – there's not going to be a lot of free agent money to be thrown around. And so it's it's going to be rough. From Zach, fire Nagy, awful. Pro players have to be coached to too many penalties. Unacceptable. Um you know, I already mentioned earlier in the show, I wouldn't mind uh, a little bit uh, of maintenance as far as the coaching staff goes. But Rocky, I mean, we've been through this before. <laughs> you guys remember how long they kept Bob Sutton around? <laughs> like, remember how, how, lo how long they kept him past his expiration here in Kansas City? Uh, and he's loyal to his coaching staff. And I would not expect any changes this offseason unless guys get jobs elsewhere. Like I, I just would not expect any significant changes to his coaching staff whatsoever this year. No, not at all. Maybe after the 2025 season, Nagy might be gone. Um, but what's more likely is that 
somewhere halfway through the 2025 season, they make him like assistant head coach slash offensive quality control specialist, and then find a different promote somebody from within the offensive coordinator. I, it's Andy is super loyal, and it's he's one of the greatest coaches of head time. He's one of the greatest developers of coaches of head, of all time, and part of that is is people feeling secure in their jobs and and feeling like 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 that their head coach has their back and that they're and that they are a part of the team. The problem is, is when you have the wrong person in the position, it takes way too long to move on from them, you know? And so it's, it's a give and take. We, we've reaped the benefits and the rewards of having Andy Reid as our head coach. And there's, there's downsides to having anybody as your head coach. And we're, we're suffering through some of the downsides right now. Do I think that, you know, that Andy Reid's you know run of success in Kansas City is over. No, do I think that the Chiefs are not going to be Super Bowl contenders ever again or moving forward? No. Do I think this is possibly a down year? Yeah, I do. Do I think anything can happen? Sure, I do. Um, it's like you said, the AFC is wide open. I don't have a lot of faith in this team, but I don't have a lot of faith in any team in the AFC. Right? There's no great team in the AFC this year, so I don't know. Like. Wait and see. Let's just see what happens, I guess, at this point. Yeah, I, I would just be really shocked if there's some kind of uh, personnel staff overhaul for the Kansas City Chiefs this offseason. Um, just it, it would be very off-brand for Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. But again, Chiefs fall in a heartbreaker, in my opinion, the toughest loss of the season to the Buffalo Bills, 20-17. to 17. Um, you know, we, we got to move forward. We got to hope they can turn things around next week against the new England Patriots. You better hope they can turn things around against that Patriots team. Uh, that defense has been playing really well, despite the fact, uh, that their offense is just not super effective. So chiefs need to bounce back, uh, coming off of two straight losses. They need to win out pretty much to have any chance of an AFC buy. Otherwise we might see Patrick Mahomes have to go on the road at some point this playoffs for the first time in his NFL career. But it's not really where you want to be, but it's where they are. So all, all we can do is move forward and hope they figure some things out and get better the rest of the way. Again, I'll remind you guys, if you're listening to us on the podcast, stick around after commercial break. We'll have all the post-game press conferences. As always, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review everything that we're doing right here on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. Stay locked into arrowheadpride.com. We'll have everything you need to know this week ahead of Chiefs and Patriots. You can follow Rocky on Twitter at Rocky Ganya. Follow Kramer at Kramer Talks. I'm Steven Sir. That's where you can find me. We will talk to you guys soon. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more 
and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back into the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. The Kansas City Chiefs fall 20-17 to to the Buffalo Bills. After the game, we heard from head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, and wide receiver Rasheed Rice. We'll go in that order, starting with head coach Andy Reid. All right, uh, really don't have any injuries to uh, mention. Justin Reed came out, but he went he went back in. So, um, you know, it was, a, it was a heck of a football game down to the end. Um, very disappointed that it ended the way it did. And um, normally I'll get um, – I, I never use any of this as excuses, but normally I get a warning before something like that happens in a big game. Um, a bit embarrassing in the National Football League for that to take place. Uh, so uh, defensively, I thought we played we played well. Offensively, um, we you know we're getting better. Really, both sides of the ball we're getting better. Second half was obviously uh, a little bit better there, and so uh, we're actually making progress through this. That's that's what's disappointing in this. Uh, we've got a good team that we're going to go play this next week, so we'll learn from this and we'll we'll move on. But again, disappointed. Time's yours. Um, normally, yeah. Normally, uh, if if it's even close, um, you get you get a warning. Uh, the head coach gets a warning. I mean, that normally. So I don't know. I didn't have a protractor out there, but um, it's a bit embarrassing. Yeah, I've been in the league a long time, and uh, I haven't had one like that. So, not where, not where, at least for that kind of a position there, that it, it's not uh, given a heads up to. Coach, um, the, the play, how that ended up happening, was that a freelance thing with Travis and Kadarius at the end, or was that a plan type thing? Uh, I can't even believe you're asking that right now. So. All right, next question. Yeah, what did you try to get across in the locker room after? Yeah, listen, we're getting better. I mean, we're still right in the hunt there. So it's not like, uh, you know, the bottom is falling out. And we were playing a little better so, than we were a couple weeks ago. So we were, that's a positive thing. That's, what, that's what's disappointing about, um, you know, that when somebody's going to sleep good at night and a lot of guys aren't. Coach, not only that one play at the end, but also two big challenges in the game, the Kelsey catch and then the Josh Allen throw the completion. What did you see on those two plays that you challenged? Yeah, next question. Andy, Andy just any sort of explanation you did get in real time or anything? Like that? No, well, I mean, he's, he he, I guess he thought he did the right thing. I didn't give much time to explain. All right, that's good. Thank you. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for, for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just to take away greatness like that. I mean, for a guy like Travis to make a play like that. And who knows if we win. But as I know as fans, you want to see the guys on the field decide the game. And that's why last week I didn't say anything about the flag. They didn't get called on the Marquez. And so, I mean, I, it, I mean, they're human, man. They make mistakes. But, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's every week we're talking about something, and 
all I can do is go out there and give everything I have, and I'm proud of the guys because that's what we did, and it was a great football game that ended another great football game that just ended like that. It's just tough, tough to swallow. Patrick, what, what do you, lack of better term, what made it boil over? Was it that itself, or was it the... It's the call, man. Just in that moment, I mean... It's it's not even for my, myself or for me. It's just I know how much everybody puts into this game, and for it to to happen on a flag change outcome of a game um, in that moment. I mean, I, I've played seven years, never had that, never had offense offsides called. I mean, that's the, we that's elementary school. We we talk about. I mean, you point to the ref, do all that different type of stuff, and and it doesn't get called. And if it does, you, they warn you. And there was no warning throughout the entire game. Um, and then you wait till there's a minute left in the game to make a call like that. Um, it's just tough, man. It, it, I mean, it's lost for words, man. It's just it's tough because regardless if we win or lose, man, just just for the, it to end with another game and it, we're talking about the refs, man, it's just not what we want for the, for the NFL and for football. Patrick, you were getting after them pretty good for like right at the end there. Did you get any kind of explanation? None. None from any one of them. I asked three different refs. No one said anything. Like you're a little frustrated too. It looked like maybe Vaughn Miller was lined up offsides later in that same drive. Is that kind of the, the, the gist of it? Call one way, not the other. No, I mean that, the thing is, I'd rather let let us play, man. Like let us play the game, and then whatever happens, happens. Like the whole throwing the flag and deciding the game one or another. Um, that that that's what hurts me. That's why, like last week, I didn't say anything because. It's it's letting us play, man. Let us let us go out there and win the game. And I said I'd rather them let us play and go out there and, and see who wins. I mean, that's what you want as a competitor is you, you practice all week to go out there and try to win. And uh, you want it to be about the, your team and that team and see what happens. You never want it to be. You don't want to be talking about this stuff after the game. Um, and and that that's 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 it, man. I'm not worried about if there was a flag on the next player or whatever, like not a flag. It's I just want to I want to go out there and play and then see what happens at the end, see what the score is, and then and then then we can I can live with the results. Patrick, we know you know you follow a lot of football. Do you feel like this is isolated frustration to you, or do you feel like it might be a league-wide problem as far as this I mean, just I mean, the, the flag today was tough. Just I mean, offensive offsides. It's. It's it's something that I mean, you, as a, as a, like I said, elementary school we talk about. You line up, you point to the ref. You're good. You're not good. If not, they come to you. They talk. You need to get off the ball more. You need to be on the ball more. You have a discussion. I mean, that's 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 the ref's job. I mean, they you want to have an open discussion so that you can go out there and put the best product you can on the field. Um, and for him to throw that flag, no explanation, no anything. And I, I saw the picture. And I mean, he probably is. I mean, barely off barely off sides. But for him to to take the game into his hands over a, a call like that that doesn't affect the play at all at all didn't affect anything um i mean it's just tough man and like i said man that's a hall of fame tight end making a hall of fame play that won't be shown because we threw a flag on front offensive offsides and so it takes away from not only this game and this season but from a legendary career that travis has had and i mean that hurts me because i know how how hard he works for it I saw I saw the flag first, like right when the ball was snapped. I thought it was defensive offsides, because I, I mean, where the flag was thrown from that guy, all I, all I've ever seen is um, illegal illegal formation procedure, something like that, false start or offsides by the defense. 
Um, so when I, 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 as I threw the ball, I didn't see it off the snap, but I threw the ball, saw the flag before I ran down to celebrate with my teammates, and I was like, oh, some, they, they got something. We're going to be able to go out there and play. And, and, and then, like I said, like it's, there's a minute left. There's, I'm not guaranteeing we win this football game with Josh as the quarterback of the other team. Um, but, I mean, you might have took away a moment from him as well. I mean, that's just that's part of it. So uh, it's tough, man. It's, it's, it's real tough, and all we can do is bounce back and just try to go out there and give everything we have. And um, uh, we're playing a tough, tough team this next week that plays really good defense. So uh, we just got to move on and try to try to keep this thing going. Yeah, this, this, changes, this probably changes your thinking on what you saw when you saw Travis do that. But what was just your reaction? I mean, it's a legendary moment, man. I mean, nothing that's not taught, something that only a couple people in this world would even think about doing. Um, and for him to make that play in that moment, miss, making the catch, making a couple dudes miss, and throwing the ball across the field to another guy and scoring a touchdown in that moment, um, I hope they still show it whenever whenever he goes into the Hall of Fame because that's that's a legendary moment that uh, we didn't get to didn't get to really uh, witness. After you dealt with defeat, obviously before, this is a different kind of feeling. It seems like how do you try to process this to start moving forward? All you, 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 you can do, um, just like this last week, um, you, you, you move on. You watch the film tomorrow morning or tonight, whenever that is. You learn from it. Uh, learn from your mistakes. Learn from stuff you did good. Um, and you move on. That's how, this, that's how the NFL works. So, I mean, obviously the division has gotten tighter now. Um, we got to do whatever we can to, to flip the script on our season uh, at this middle part. Um, and that's going to be going to New England and trying to play a, a legendary coach um, and, a, and a football team that's playing uh, better football these last few weeks. So uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a great challenge for us. Um, but um, I was proud of how the guys played today. And hopefully we can just move on and keep it going throughout uh, and try to flip the script for the rest of the season. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Pat. Um, <clears throat> I seen a good, a great play of execution, and then just a little bit of Trav being Trav and making a play, you know, fall through all the way so we can score a touchdown. And how do you, how do you move on after that? Because this is different than just a typical defeat, I suppose, with with how it's how it's felt with that being part of the sour ending. Um, we just stay the course, uh, continue to come in <clears throat> and take care of our job, and you know, move on to the next week. We can't really dwell on what just happened because it's over now. Rashid, um, despite what happened at the end, coach said there's been some progress. You guys should feel better about what you did offensively. Do you feel that way right now? Uh, yeah, I definitely do. Um, <clears throat> I feel like we're making progress. Uh, we're going to continue to make progress. And the more we make progress, the more we will be able to not have anyone else in control of the game besides us at the end. You always get one before that's called on you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you normally, as soon as you line up, look over to the ref, and they let you know if you need to scoot back or scoot up, um, depending on if you let them know if you're on the bar or not. Um, not sure exactly what happened on the other side, you know, the ball, but if he was, you know, offsides, I'm pretty sure the play would have been dead before we ran it. But we only can control what we can control. Just how abnormal uh, is, is that to kind of not to be? Um, it honestly is very abnormal, but, uh, I mean, I don't really know what happened on that play, like I said, so. Rasheed, you had that fumble, but then they went back to the very next play, the first drive of that play. What did the coaches and your teammates say to you coming off the field after the fumble? Uh, just to clear it, uh, we're going to get back out there offense and that they're coming right back to me. I think they get a couple of well-timed catches with 
that, where do you think your timing is coming as far as the beginning of the season compared to now with you and your guys' Um, Just having fun with it, practicing, repetition and practice, and just having a love for the game. Take us through your touchdown. Like. Um, I'm basically running, you know, a five-step bang, and I'm working out the safeties. It was two safeties high, so I just tried to wrap around behind those guys, knowing that they were focused on Pat being in front of them. And as long as Pat seen me, I know that would be a touchdown. Good. All right. Thank you. Thank you.